Fantasy football has become a major reality for millions of fans. Makes him off to the 30. He's gone. He's gone. What a move. It takes skill to win your fantasy championship, separating the zeros. And he goes to the near side, and it's picked off. Intercepted. From the fantasy heroes. Down the middle, it's caught over the shoulder in the end zone. Buckle up your chin strap for the fantasy, fantasy fix. Always great to talk fantasy football with an old friend, Michael Harmon, SwollenDome.com. Mike, you and I have been friends long enough that you know I can be delusional. So am I foolish to think that one of these weeks, Amir Abdullah is going to break out for the Lions? Certainly did not do it last night on Monday Night Football. Keep waiting for it, given the heavy workload that he gets on on a week-to-week basis. Here seemed to be a nice prime opportunity, given uh, the ball control that they had uh, over the course of this game and then the ineptitude of the, the Green Bay offense that now has to deal without uh, Brian Balaga going forward. But when you're touching the ball as often as he does, another 21 carries last night, you got to think that eventually the, the hole's going to open. But as we know, the uh, Detroit offensive line hasn't exactly been uh, one that we've been putting in the bright lights and shining as a, an example of greatness in the league, uh, given well, Greg Robinson and some of the issues that they've had. Uh, of course, he was deactivated, so they had a little more success uh, yesterday. But waiting for that big play hasn't happened. Only one game. Uh, over 90 yards on the year, but you know what? You'll take the touchdown and you'll move on. Cleveland up next, perhaps a, a better spot. Mike, T.Y. Hilton has been really hot or ice cold. How do you use him moving forward? Uh, you, you do a lot of prayers. No, in, <laughs> in this particular case, you, you knew there was an opportunity against Houston secondary and, and Brissette. Now with uh, Andrew Luck. Uh, declared done for the season. It's his job, and he's going to audition. So uh, getting the the ball downfield, uh, a bigger spot. But certainly week to week, it's difficult. This was one where you had to have a a little bit of trust. And I know he was on the bench in a lot of fantasy leagues uh, for this week's matchup against the Texans. So, you know, week to week, I think he's still a a number three at a minimum. And then you just hope for the big bust-out big player, too, because those have been – few and far between. Most of his efforts have come in three games, San Francisco, Cleveland, and then this past week with his five catches and 175. So there's a lot of duds mixed therein. Uh, So it's going to be hit or miss. Uh, Perhaps the ultimate um, boomer bust kind of play from a fantasy perspective. Talking fantasy with our pal Michael Harmon, SwollenDome.com. Mike, at least for a couple moments on Sunday, it appeared Cam Newton was Superman again, leaping into the end zone. If we're thinking about his fantasy value moving forward, is it based on matchups or is this like an iceberg taking on the Titanic? Nicely done. I I had that Titanic uh, reference all queued up. Uh, I was going to give you a couple of bars of Celine Dion while I was at it, but you know what? I'll save my impression for karaoke. Uh, maybe <laughs> Friday night we'll we'll all meet up and have a good old time. Uh, the one thing with Cam Newton, even if you're not getting big things in the passing game, he's more than making up for it with the number of rushing attempts, 86 yards on nine carries this past time. You're looking at 40 carries over the last four weeks. So whenever you're getting 40, 50 rushing yards, you know that that's the equivalent of another. 50 50 passing yards. So while it's not a monstrous game overall, it certainly does help save it. And the rushing touchdowns, giving you six instead of the standard four, uh, makes up for it. On a week to week basis, back end number one is about where I'd put them when you're only averaging 220 passing yards per game and three straight at 211 or less. But 
we'll see how this offense develops now that they'll, they'll keep pushing forward without Kelvin, Kelvin Benjamin. Uh, obviously, no Greg Olson was surprised to not see Ed Dixon uh, have a bigger role this past week. Uh, but for Cam Newton, it's all about the rushing attempts and, and rushing out, output for him. And if he can continue to do Supermans and give us uh, the, the gifts where they can superimpose him over a basketball court, it's a beautiful thing for all. Let's go down to Atlanta, uh, halfway through, and a big game from Julio. That could have been bigger. Are you predicting a big second half for him, Devontae Freeman, and also Matt Ryan? Right, keep chucking it downfield with with great regularity, right? With Matt Ryan, for fantasy purposes, he's always been big hit or miss, where you have the three touchdown and then follow it with the uh, Alex Smith historical lines of like 220, 1-1. So, uh, we're, we're not necessarily going to push him to the, the front of anything, but for Julio Jones, opportunity there this week against Dallas. We've seen the Seattle secondary banged up, and then at Tampa, or Tampa at home, I should say. So the next three games, looks like he should be able to feast uh, at least with, with some decent numbers along the way before he sees Xavier Rhodes come week 13. Uh, with Mohamed Sanu playing well opposite him, they also have to pick their poison over the top, which, which helps a bit. Freeman. Uh, banged up, but you know was able to give up uh, a full workload this past week. So we keep him as in as a top end number two running back, and going forward, we'll we'll see if he progresses and how much Tevin Coleman steals away. Today's fantasy fix being provided by Michael Harmon, SwollenDome.com. Mike, take us back to what you took away from what Marcus Mariota did in a winning effort against the Baltimore Ravens. couple passing touchdowns, but his productivity has diminished on the ground, so tie it together with Mariota getting set to lead the Titans against the Bengals on Sunday. Well, the ceiling is going to be a lot lower for him without the rushing attempts. Only six for 14 yards over the last three weeks. It goes back to the Cam Newton. If you're not going to get the bonus of 40 or 50 yards rushing or or a higher amount and perhaps the the red zone look and, and goal line touch, it's a lot more difficult a proposition because he's only throwing for about 200 yards a game. So, you know, we have the outlier against Indianapolis when he went over 300, but otherwise you're looking at 203, 218, 225, 215. That's about the standard for him, which puts him as a mid-number two quarterback most weeks. And this past week was actually only his second multi-touchdown game throwing, third of the year because he had the two rushing touchdowns in that debacle against the Texans back at the beginning of October. But for fantasy purposes, right now he's no better than a backup or a starter in two QB leagues. A.J. Green lost his cool in the game against the Jacksonville Jaguars going up against uh, Jalen Ramsey. But if he's suspended, what sort of impact on on the value of Joe Mixon do you think um, there might be? Well, he should have been suspended for being a dope and punching a helmet. Whether, whether you think he should have gotten it for the naked chokehold and, and all the wrestling moves and MMA moves when everybody gets their popcorn out to watch the 30 for 30 on Ric Flair. I know it's all on your minds. Uh, you know, he, he gets points for that. But for trying to punch a helmet, he's a dope uh, and should have gotten a two-game suspension on principle. Uh, but it certainly helps Joe Mixon if he's not involved. You'll see more uh, funnel through the the rookie running back, as, as we've seen his touch count rise, you know, Giovanni Bernard uh, is not the guy he, he was three, four years ago. So and Jeremy Hill doesn't even get activated at this point. So it, it really flows through Croft and, and through Joe Mixon going forward. But A.J. Green, certainly it was a tough matchup. We didn't predict greatness. We just thought he'd at least finish the game. 
Finally, Mike, because you put it on the radar screen for me. Yes, 30 for 30, Nature Boy. We'll all be watching on ESPN. Let's go old school NWA wrestling. What's the better moniker, the enforcer Arn Anderson or Super Brat Tully Blanchard? Well, the Super Brat was always uh, classic because he also had a caterpillar running across his eyes. Uh, so that that always worked. But I, I just like the Letterman jackets that the Andersons ran around with and the, and the big uh, bifocals. I mean, those were some of the biggest glasses you've ever seen on, on guys that were 30 years old but looked like they were 60. It was great. Mike, you're the J.J. Dillon of this program, and you know I mean that as a compliment. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I'll, I'll hit the weight so I don't actually have his waistline when it's all said and done. Thanks, but if you, I can Michael. Be as loquacious Old as school wrestling was, talk. Fantasy analysis. He does it all. Thanks, Mike. Michael Harmon, SwollenGo.com. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.